0: Welcome hunters to the Hunters Hub. This is your host 1, joined by co-host Morg Daddy. How you doing?
1: Well, uh it's uh, the weather's been a little bit rough. I mean, it's been minus 30 Celsius down here with wind chill of minus 40, but you know, hopefully this cold spell passes and, you know, everybody's doing okay but and getting through. Minus 30 Celsius? Yeah, it's been super cold. That's like, I think minus 25 Fahrenheit. And yeah, it's, it's like so cold. Oh my Lord. Yeah. It's so cold that if you go out in bare skin, like you can feel like the cold biting at you and it actually burns. It's so cold. No, yeah.
0: It's, it's physically, yeah. I I mean, so living here in Ohio, that doesn't happen often, but we can get wind chills of that, um, degree. Um, and I live out in the country, so (laughs) <laughs> yeah it, it gets super brutal we, we've we've had we've had uh, a couple nights uh here and there not recently other than while we were recording a side quest the other day of no heat so that's i've lived through it um but yeah that's that's insane i had no idea oh who we're dealing with that oh yeah but you're also in canada so yeah in kenyatta <laughs> yeah Kenyatta, um, the frozen barren waste that is north of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're basically um, in
1: like the Ukrainian central of Canada where I'm at right now. It's nothing but oof. pierogies, blonde hair, and freezing temperatures. <laughs> um, so yeah, anyways,
0: um, so we're, we'd are like to thank Wolfie Mellon for the intro, and um, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, a couple little smaller news things today and then hopefully finally get into what we've been playing uh Mm -hmm. lately um which i think we probably will because i don't think we're going to spend too much time on really any of these news bites that came out this week we've both been kind of busy not really keeping up with things um but hey like i mean
1: i try (laughs) yeah yeah these last couple of weeks have been a
0: bit of a challenge. Right. Um so the first thing uh that that we're probably going to talk about is probably the most controversial oh, yeah. um to most people and that is or Baileth or Bayleth in Smash. Uh the eighth Fire Emblem character to hit the roster. Um so uh there's a couple things as to why this is just disappointing for me. Mm-hmm. Um first of all I have been out of Smash over a year now. I stopped playing early January last year. Uh I was I did uh almost I am pretty sure I did everything in the uh, light world or the world of light.
1: Mhm.
0: Uh I I actually 100%ed that. Oh my and then, god. Uh I played some Like regular matches with my brother who kind of just sort of got disinterested with just playing with me for a while and then I haven't played that much since. We came back uh, for like a day to play with the Piranha Plant and that was it. Um, So I hadn't had a lot of interest in Smash and I was thinking, you know what, if they bring back a cool character I might try to get back into it. And then another Fire Emblem character comes out so, number one, it's a Fire Emblem character. That's disappointing in in, in itself because there's so many of them already. Yeah, exactly. Uh, number two, I also don't care about Fire Emblem. I have never played more than the cell phone game. Uh, the gotcha cell phone game that they made a couple of years ago. Actually, it's like three years ago now. Three or four. Mm-hmm. Um and I played a little bit, I guess it's Radiant Dawn, it's on the GameCube.
1: Yeah, yeah, that one. That one's been that one's like. That's the one that's like
0: super like freaking expensive right now. Like if you go to a game resale shop, it's like eighty dollars or something like that. Yeah. Um My friend from college let me borrow it while we were in college um, to play it. He's like, no no no, dude, you're gonna love this game. Okay, I'll give it a try. Because I kind of like, I like Final Fantasy Tactics, right? And, I, and But we've talked about this several times, you know, in side quests and that kind of stuff. I enjoy uh, tactical grid games sometimes. Like, it's it's very hit or miss for me as a genre. And the permadeath really killed it for me. Uh, especially when I was like, oh no, I have to help this girl's father. And she immediately dies in the next battle I have her for good. And I'm like, "Mm -mm. nope, I'm done. Bye. (laughs) See ya. Oh man. Uh, And and, you know, that was just more me not being used to permadeath. I have since delved into darkest dungeon and, um, into the breach and some other games that are like that with permadeath. Uh, you know, blood bowl, uh, has permadeath also. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so like I'm not like as against it as i was before so i've been open to the idea of the series but i still don't care about it uh, in any capacity um and third of all is uh do you know about eric's idea eric's uh, gaming idea for the hunter uh in smash have you seen that oh
1: um no i haven't i wish i did i've got to go and check that out as soon as possible when i can but um if if you want yeah um please regale us so okay
0: Okay, so I'm not gonna regale you too much about it because if you look at Bayleth, that was his idea. Oh I'm no! Not kidding. No RX. How he switches weapons and stuff, and the he was like, "That's how you have to do the hunter." Justice. Oh
1: yeah, that's right. The monster hunter one. Yeah, I did. Re- I do remember uh, some of it. He did recommend uh, having a monster hunter where um some of the attacks would be like mm-hmm. the bow and then like great sword or maybe a hammer swing uppercut whatever or like lance shots or insect glaive now um, oh god yeah. i
0: have not watched this out of sheer not giving a shit about this character so i don't even know what this character does from what i hear that's what he does yes so <laughs> yes Biolet
1: does all of that there's like a pole arm attack that uh, they have for reach um, there's like some sort of a hammer or an axe, I'm not quite sure which it is but it's like some sort of an ancient... Probably an axe where-
0: because of the the rock, paper, scissors, it's sword versus
1: axe versus uh, polearm. Yeah, exactly and then like there's like yeah. a ranged bow attack and then I believe there's also um, uh, for the main weapon I believe it's like some sort of like a chain blade, kind of like what um, oh, what's her name from uh... Um, Ivy from yeah, soul Calibur. that's the one yes from mm-hmm. soul Calibur, ivy yeah pretty much got Ivy's sword in there um i like Ugh. i don't know i don't know what to say about this like i'm i'm not happy that it's another fire emblem character i mean we could have had like crash bandicoot we could have had ratchet and clank we could have had spyro we could have had like um maybe a monster hunter esque uh, okay type player
0: now 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 let's 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 tune it back a little bit okay Mm-hmm. Because you're all you're naming things that aren't Nintendo properties, which admittedly is possible, because hey, Mega Man, Solid Snake, and yada yada, yada yada, and Banjo Kazooie, yeah. um, but, uh,
1: it is harder. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, um, like they were able to get in like some really really good characters. I mean, I don't. I don't like Bayonetta in there because, like, she's got so many evasive techniques and skills and stuff like that, and it's really hard to hit her. when
0: Bayonetta came in, Nintendo had funded Bayonetta 2, so that made
1: sense. (laughs) And, I mean, like, they were able to get Cloud Strife in there, which was not yeah bad. now
0: that was a surprise that
1: was an utter surprise yeah considering
0: like... cloud has never been
1: on a nintendo system until the switch mm-hmm exactly um getting uh what was another character that they did banjo kazooie i didn't think that they were gonna yeah. put banjo kazooie in there that was wild oh, no well i mean microsoft and nintendo have been buddy buddy
0: recently so that probably would not make
1: sense for them to put him in then um yeah
0: because like there's all sorts of cross stuff between them now like Cuphead and you know, I think even Ori in the Blind Forest is talked about coming to Switch or is on the Switch I don't remember I'm I've just never been interested in that game. Yeah, um, I mean So I I don't know. Like it's it, there's there is certainly a lot of possibilities that that Bayleth could have been but that's what Bayleth is is another like Fire Emblem character. What's disappointing, and I, and I was talking to my friend about this, who is a big Fire Emblem fan, and he was still disappointed. Actually, it's the same friend that lent me um, the Fire Emblem thing back in college. <laughs> um, uh, I was talking to him; I think it was yesterday, and uh, I was telling him, and he he agreed. It's 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 very disproportional to the amount of Fire Emblem characters that we have. To maybe how niche that game is.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, like it.
0: (laughs) Now, it's good for fans of that game, but then, you know, the many more people that aren't fans of that game and don't give a shit, like, I just, like, all right, I don't want to crap on people for having something they enjoy, but I don't see a lot of people enjoying this either. And granted, I'm making this sound worse than it is. I just don't care. It just didn't. It's a blip on the radar to to me. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. I'm not angry. I'm not like, oh, I'm so disappointed. I want something better. It's just I'm disappointed because I could have had a reason to go
1: back to Smash and I don't. Mm -hmm. That's it. I mean, I'm not, like, upset about it. <laughs> like I mean, I'm not too upset, and I'm not angry, but, I mean, I am... I, I don't know. Like, I kind of... I'm a little bit You have laments. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm a little bit sorrowful about it, because, I mean, they could have added a, a completely different character that, you know, was not a swordsman, and was... Yeah, I, I've heard that, too.
0: <laughs> a swordsman. Like... It's, it's like, yeah, there's axes, there's spears, there's... But, he, granted... He does use the other things, right? Yeah, like, yeah. There's a he's variety. not just of that.
1: There's a variety of weapons, and I mean, like you know. I also sent, saw something. He had blue hair, and I guess that's a thing. Yeah, I did make a joke about that. Um, where was that um, post that I put in? Oh yeah, yeah. Now this was when I was just uh, making a, a little bit of a joke, no salt intended, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I was like, nothing but blue-haired swordsmen. Behold, Fire Emblem 17, Super yeah. Slash Brothers. But I mean, you know, that that was a joke, but um right. Yeah. Sorry in advance for any Fire Emblem fans, you know. There's nothing wrong with the series. Um we just, you know, kind of wanted maybe a little bit more variety and, you know, a little bit just some more diversity in the roster than just having, you know, a, like a whole bunch of Fire Emblem characters. There's nothing now, wrong with Okay,
0: the, let's the be realistic here. 8 out of what? There's like eighty or seventy something, eighty something characters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's 80s. a lot of a per, percentage wise, but there's still a multitude of other characters. Yeah. Uh, has it tied or beaten the amount of Mario
1: characters in Smash? Oh, let me see. We've got regular Mario. We've got Doctor Mario. We've got Luigi. We got Peach. Uh, they never added Toad. Daisy. Uh, let me see. We got Piranha Plant. We got Bowser. Um oh my god koopa kid oh which one koopa kid oh yeah koopa kid yeah that yeah we got yeah we got bowser jr um oh my god you it can technically
0: count donkey kong
1: i would mm, say well yeah i mean yeah that's true
0: not um technically i wouldn't count any of the other donkey kong crew um but because he is his own series also and you've also got yoshi yeah that's right. true okay so now while they have their own games um i still consider them largely part of the mario franchise because when you do get mario crossover games donkey kong and yoshi are always going to be included that is true um, yeah like mario kart and that kind of stuff and mario kart even brought in link recently and uh what is her name i don't know the animal crossing little yellow
1: dog I don't oh really care um i think it's uh elizabeth Isabel. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, Isabel. Elizabeth. Yeah, that's right, Isabel.
0: Yeah, yeah. You said Elizabeth, and I was like Isabel. <laughs> yeah. <that> was- <laughs> um. So yeah, like I, I don't want to complain about a game I don't really care about anymore, but I feel like I there was an opportunity for me to come back and not, and I feel like maybe the same for you. You pro- do you have Smash? Because I, I actually don't yeah. own Smash. It's actually my brother's copy. I
1: do have a copy of Smash, and I am I was I initially uh, like imposed a um. A difficult challenge on myself to try and get all the characters unlocked. Like, all the unlockable characters in the roster. Like, not the DLC ones. Um within, oh, I did that. I think it was like an hour <laughs> and a half. An hour and a half of gameplay. Oh, no. Play. That's what I tried to set no. myself up for. And it was no. so hard doing it. Uh, like, I really enjoyed it. Like, I was just playing all the heavies and then just, like, smashing everybody out as fast as I could. I played Donkey Kong... Um, Bowser, uh, Ridley when I Wasn't could. there some sort of cheat of quitting out in a certain way that yeah, wanted? Yeah. yeah, there was an exploit in the game that you could take advantage of where... What you needed to do. But you didn't do that, right? Um, well, I, uh, well, okay, let me explain how the exploit works. I'm not
0: going to put you on the spot for it. If you did that, that's fine. I'm just saying. Well, I
1: mean, like, here's, here's how the exploit works. So the idea is that you, you, you set up your two, your two, uh, joysticks, or if you have two controllers, what you want to do is you want to set up a, a two player mode with, um, no items in it and like. 30 minutes one stock yeah like one stock each and what you do is with your main character you just run around back and forth as as far back and forth as you can on the platform until the the timer gets to like maybe the, like the last five minutes and then you just walk the second player off the platform and just call a game and what happens is when you overclock um the uh um distance measurement system that they have in the game because it's based upon um how many footsteps you travel for your character uh, before mm. another one you know gets unlocked, like you know a challenger approaches, or whatever. Um, when you overclock it, um, a number of you know a number of characters will start showing up after each fight um, each sequential fight that you get into um, in whatever mode that you happen to be playing in. Um, it doesn't really matter. but um, yeah, the idea is that you try and get as as much running distance in a, a single session as you possibly can. Um, so, then that way you can unlock more characters at a time after each battle. So, so you try to do three cycles of this? Oh, yeah. I, I did as much of that as I possibly could. Um, mm-hmm. And, my God, like, I think I unlocked about 60 characters in a single sitting. And that was just in one day. And, my God, I was so exhausted with it. And I think, um, yeah, minus the running and back and forth, um, I managed to get all the characters in about two hours of, of actual, like, fighting gameplay. Um, and I think that was also included with actually having to fight um, uh, the characters to so be able to unlock them. And it was super hard. Like, I don't know... How? yeah the fighting the fighting the characters to unlock them actually is rather difficult for some reason <laughs> like like i had to fight greninja like twice because i got stuck in a whirlpool on one of his maps and just got forced flushed down the toilet and it was just insta killed so i was like oh shit now i've got to go back and i gotta fight him again ganondorf was a challenge uh for some strange reason peach was hard the first time i fought her um what was, uh... Hey, don't be
0: knocking Peach. She's actually a good fighter. Um,
1: Most people don't think she is, but the butt bump? Oh, man. Uh, what's, that'll get you. What's the name of the green-haired goddess from Kid Icarus again? Um, she... I had to fight her, like, oh, four yeah. times. I had to fight her four times. It was ridiculous. She was... Her her. Palatina. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. She was impossible to get past for, a lo- for the longest while. But, um... I think the hardest one I think might have been... I can't remember if it was Pit or Dark Pit. Probably Dark Pit. That was also, like, that was the last one I needed to get. And then, yeah, like, after I'd finished it, I was like, okay, I guess I could just play World of Light, you know, for the fun of it. And then I got to the point where there there's one mission that you had to do where there was, like, three snakes and they were all on the same team. And the only items that would drop were, like, explosive items. And I was like, nope, mm-hmm. nope, nope. I'm washing my hands of this. This is this is bullshit. Oh, I can't no. get past it. I did
0: the electric four, uh, electric 4 Zero Suit Samus that everyone hated. I did that one. And that one's nuts. Oh my
1: god. Like uh, some of those. And I did everything on normal mode, too. Oh so. god. It was so. It, that game is. It, it's fun, but it. God, it's just balls to the walls difficult sometimes.
0: Yeah. Now, before before we move on from Smash Bros.
1: Do you have a main or what do you play? Normally? Um my mains um well it's kind of funny because I mean I kind of transition between like a lot of the heavies. So my my main main is Donkey Kong. Um my second okay. fa- my second favorite is Bowser. Um King K rule mm-hmm. is just ridiculous for the amount of zoning he has and for the fact that he's got a super armor belly flop. Um, Ridley Mm -hmm. is really fun. Like, Ridley's got, like, a lot of really good fast attacks for a tank. And, like, some really heavy hitters. Like, it's stupid powerful. Um, Greninja, I think, is, like, the only heavy that... Sorry, the only uh, character that I play that is not a heavy that is really, really Mm -hmm. fun to use. I love Greninja. He's fun. Greninja's a great Pokemon to be using. Um, there's a lot of people that prefer us Incineroar because of that... Crazy lariat that it does, and like uh, hitting people into the uh, what is it exactly that you call it? Uh, those um, things on the uh, in the wrestling ring. What are those things called? The ropes, yeah, they call yeah, where ropes. you throw them just into like the embossing. ropes and then you just clothesline them yeah. and do stupid amounts of damage. Ah, incineroar, I hate you. I hate incineroar um, means hero. I hear that so bad too.
0: My my three uh counting down like 3 2 1 best. Uh number 3 is um uh Captain Olimar. Number 2 yeah. is Luigi. Number 1's Bowser. Oh and, yeah. Um and not Captain Olimar because I'm good. Captain Olimar because I love him and you better not kill my Pikmin. Yeah, yeah, he's um, pretty
1: adorable. Like a... um
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's so bizarre. Um but when I play and um my friends can attest to this much to their own dismay Mm -hmm. i don't do one-on-ones i refuse because i don't play like that it's a party game in my brain and i refuse to make it a one-on-one fighting game because that's not fun i'm not not that i'm not a competitive person in that way and if i am i just don't i get frustrated and so i don't do it anymore
1: yeah it's not it's Um, not fun getting brutalized at all
0: even though I have three characters I like to play and I have favorites of, mm-hmm. I always play random. Period. I never actually select a character. I always play random, and I've done this since Brawl.
1: Yeah, that's a good way to play. It's nice to mix things up and to make the, um, make the battles more interesting, especially when you're right. with and the characters, you character end with up no almost playing. Play. You end up
0: playing with enough time every character mm-hmm. so um and I, I won't say i'm good right because I, I feel like i'm if there's a medium like it's 50 percent, i'm probably in the 30th percentile somewhere mm-hmm. um i'm not terribly awesome at the game however i would put my brother in probably the 70 70th percentile <laughs> 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 um yeah i don't know um but yeah so uh so but uh, the next one that we wanted to talk about is Pokemon, and I don't think we have a lot to say on this other than um, with the new uh, the first expansion coming out, you get to Gigantamax your starters. Yeah. Now, how interesting is this to you? Um, because in general, I find this interesting. However, I don't have a starter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a, like I don't have a starter because I traded it away because I do an all bug team. Now I have a completed Pokedex in the Galar region, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't have a starter.
1: Yeah. The funny thing about that is, um, uh, after I fu- fully evolved, um, my Inteleon, I decided to trade him out for a Galissapod and a lot of people are probably going to be like, just facepalming that, just smacking themselves in the head going, what are you doing? It was so fast and it was so strong. Like it actually hit really, really hard. You know, why would you trade it out for a Galissapod, which is not even resistant to fire? and i'll tell you why it's because i love me a good tank that can hit really fast with priority moves and so like mm-hmm. once i got that gallisapod bread with aqua jet on it oh my god it was just beautiful just setting up a you know you know going in for like maybe a um a first impression then going in for like a sword stance or you know whatever or an aqua, and then mm-hmm. going in for an aqua jet you know having priority stab with, like, boosted attack stat. Like, it's it's very, very satisfying. Like, there's lots of ways to take, like, mediocre Pokemon and to just make them just unbelievably strong. Um, as far as Inteleon goes... I can't
0: say that about my bug team, but I feel like I really like my yeah. bug team.
1: Yeah, I like, I don't know what it is about it. I like setup, and I like, you know, building up a sweep. Um, as far as Inteleon goes, like, Inteleon is not a bad Pokemon... But um, it didn't really stand out, because at that time, it did not have a Gigantamax. And, like, there wasn't really much that I was doing with Intelion. I mean, you know, calling it Mi Stabond was a pretty funny idea and a great notion. But, um, I don't know. Like, it, it, it didn't really um, cater to what I was looking for in a team. And a lot of the times, like, um, as far as, like, um, as far as the old games I played as far as they're concerned um half the time I'll 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 ditch the starter and then look for like another pokemon to fill that place for my team because it's super duper mm. fun to do that um the only po- the only starter that I would never do that to because I love it to pieces is typhlosion that boy can really put out a lot he does work especially when he knows eruption ooh he's so good mm. love him Ty-
0: typhlosion is that the Cyndaquil?
1: Yeah, that's right. He's he's the he's the, oh, okay. he's the large yeah, badger.
0: I I only I only played Chikorita evolutions go grass. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I seriously I, I, until the bug thing, I was always a grass trainer. Um, oh. As far as like, I used to do variety of teams, obviously, but like. Um, before I did the bug thing, but uh, um, I, my starter was always the grass one. Oh,
1: Chikorita, um, you love to make that game hard for yourself, don't you? Because you had to deal with a, a dragon-type gym, there was an ice gym, there was a steel gym, Um, I think there was a ghost gym, but, I mean, like, the only Pokemon that used were ghost and poison. Yeah, but and, you don't put Chikorita in the front. Yeah. yeah you put other things yeah, you ha- in the front. Yeah. Uh, And like you start right off the bat with uh, what is it? I think there's like a flying gym and then a bug gym. So like if you, for all you Chikorita mains out there, mad respect because holy crap, that is super hard. Like getting past those. Did you just name seven
0: of eight gyms that are good against Chikorita?
1: Uh, I think six. I think the only ones that don't. I think the only ones that don't have type advantage are the fighting gym and the normal gym, and that's it. But I mean. Holy crap! Mm. Like for everything else, it's like, okay, uh, grass. I'm gonna put you in the back. Everybody else, <laughs> have at her. But I mean, like, it, I mean, I can imagine. Chikorita
0: is a sauropod, and that's hard to hard to beat.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's not fair being a sauropod with a, a stumpy little tail. But it's amazing. Yeah, it's.
0: Just, anyways, um. So yeah, uh, I think it's cool. I think it's a good idea to sort of beef up your starters, you know, that didn't get to participate in this Gigantamax rush, but
1: Mm -hmm. I don't feel there's much else to say on it. (laughs) Well, I think the one thing left to say on this is it is pronounced Diplodocus, not Diplodocus, okay, people? You gotta get your pronunciations right when it comes to sauropods. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but okay. Oh, my God. It, uh, it's been like, you know, one of those uh, things that grates on my nerves when people mispronounce dinosaur names. It's all Latin-based, but they don't speak Latin, so what are they to know, right?
0: I mean, most people call it T-Rex, right? Yeah. They don't go for the full Tyrannosaurus, um, but yeah. Oh, um, So uh, the other thing that I'm super excited for uh, and then I know you you like this series is Doom Eternal, oh, and yeah. um so spoilers yesterday was my birthday um and my for a birthday present um my brother got me uh, a figurine of the Doom Slayer from 2016, and also a full pre order the special edition mm-hmm. of Doom Eternal, um he got it for Switch but I think the Switch is port is like either delayed or I don't know. Something Something happened with the Switch port when they delayed the game. I don't remember exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to play it on Switch. Uh, so, like, we went and had it changed to PC, actually. Um, and if I end up having to play it on Steam, I have to play it on Steam. And I'll roll my eyes and slap myself in the face every time I it <laughs> Steam. But, because um, I really hate Steam. But, um, I can't play it on PS4. Uh, and it's been... Uh, I actually have uh, a problem where... Um, I enjoy playing Borderlands with my uh, my brother on the PS4. I enjoy playing Monster Hunter. It has got to... Um, it has got to the point where I don't like playing my PS4 because I have an original one. Um, but it's too late in the life cycle, I feel, to get a pro. Yeah. So it's not going to see a lot of play on the PS4 is probably not going to have much on it other than YouTube and Netflix for my daughters when they're in my room. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, it's not, I like, it's getting to the point where it's old enough that it's just sort of chugging. And I'm just like, it's very annoying. It's like when my brother is able to come in and clear half of the enemies and borderlands that are at the gate by the time I spawn in, like, that's Uh, pretty bad
1: that's really bad
0: uh and it just like if i boot up uh iceborne the thing sounds like a 747 taking off it's just like it can't handle it It there's like six minute load times for me to boot into a game and it's just it's just ridiculous like i don't so uh, i got it on pc because i actually have a decent pc that i got for recording the podcast here and i built it myself um it's, it should be able to handle it. And probably not on the best settings, but fairly decent. And the PC pro, player base sticks around on Doom more than the other consoles. Mm-hmm. So
1: um, so you are excited for Doom? I'm really excited for Doom. I can't wait to play that game. When it, Oh, wait. Well, the, the pre-order is out. So um, did they actually say when the release date was going to be? I think they said, what was it? 320. Three, oh, man.
0: Three twenty. It's actually very close to uh, Doom 2016's release, which was like three eighteen or something like oh
1: that. Oh my gosh! I can't. I can't remember exactly. Oh, but. All the good stuff is coming out in March. I mean, like Matthew Mercer and um, I think uh, Wizards of the Coast. They're they're going to be releasing uh, what is it? Um, the Player's Guide to his, uh, his Wild campaign map. world. Yeah. Know? Oh man, yeah. I'm excited to see that. And there's so many cool classes in that book. Um, we can probably save it for another time if you want, but, um, sure. Yeah. Oh my God. March is going to be quick. And I was telling you before
0: the show, I've, I've actually ramped up a lot of my D and D play. Um, I'm now playing in two campaigns a week and thinking about DMing a third. Um, I teased us on the podcast before about doing a monster hunter theme campaign. I'm just going to drop that. That's a lot of work that Mm -hmm. I don't have time for to build a monster hunter universe in D &D. and D. Um, I just don't. I don't have the energy and time to do that anymore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But because I was going to make custom classes for all the weapons and everything. I was going to go full on and make races out of the Monster Hunter races. And like I was going to go the whole nine yards. And I was just like, you know what? I kind of just want to play. And if I'm going to DM, I kind of just want to do something
1: and not that. Well, I mean, Um, there would only be like three races. You'd have humans, Yvarians, and Palicos. No. Really? More than that.
0: No, I was gonna do the humans. I was going to do the uh, Wivarians. Okay. I was going to do um Shakalakas. Oh god, uh, yeah, Shakalakas. The, the cats. So uh, yeah, the cats. And yeah, so I was going the to the malenxes
1: or like um or oh Well the cats were gonna have both. Malenx and Famous. Oh yeah. Okay, so as like sub races inside that big race. Okay, yeah. Nope, they were going to be separate. Oh! Okay. Because the Shakalakas are also Linians. Okay, so. so felines and Malinxes. Okay, that's cool.
0: Uh, yeah, and before, because like, I know that Naraki doesn't agree with me, before anyone jumps on me, just because you're a Linian, a Linarian, or whatever they call it in Monster Hunter, doesn't make you a cat. Shakalakas are not cats, period done. They're just little Either the gajalakas. People. They're just tiny It's just a people. classification just like Elder Dragon. It's things that aren't... I, mean, I think technically they even said that humans are linarians or something like, like in that category. It's like humanoid type things. I don't... I could be wrong on that, but... Huh. I'll have to look at my art books. But like, it's not like... It doesn't mean you're a cat. It just means that you are the humanoid type of thing. Um, if I had, so yeah, yeah, I was going to do those races... Um, and I was making the black phalanxes uh, and and the beige phalanxes different because they actually have different abilities and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't going to worry about sub races because I wasn't <laughs> like <laughs> it's it's a lot of a lot extra work. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. On top of like building a class for all fourteen weapon types and then also trying to fit in like a researcher class and a some other classes that weren't necessarily combat focused. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So, and it was like, it was all this stuff I was going to do, but I just, it's too much for just me. Like, um, and I already do the ecologies, you know, like I've bumped those up to every week. So like I had to, something had to give. So it was that. Um, But yeah, like I am not a person who runs other campaign modules most of the time. So I think it's cool that Matt Mercer's uh, own creative world is getting canonized by uh, WOTC or Wizards of the Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the end, I probably won't be using it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now I'll look at the classes, but I have also entirely abandoned 5th edition
1: at this point too. Oh, really? Oh yeah, talk- you're into Pathfinder, aren't I'm you? T- I'm
0: totally on the Pathfinder 2 train. No, Pathfinder 1 could go suck a...
1: yeah (laughs) i don't
0: care i i hate pathfinder one it's pathfinder two that i find much more enjoyable and that's what i want to do is i want to get people from the podcast here and online playing on the wednesday night campaign thing Mm -hmm. that is something i can do
1: um and that's going to be Pathfinder because I enjoy that. Yeah. So. Oh, by the way, just bringing this up as a little bit of trivial information. Did you guys know that Matthew Mercer actually did some of the voice acting for um, the chief? Uh, I think he's the. Um, uh, the hunter. Yeah, yeah, the chief hunter, or like he, like the uh, commander's kid. Or is it mm. grand? Is it grandparent? Or no, is it, or is I'm pretty son? sure he was the old hunter. Yeah, because like he he's like the uh, the student to the to the uh, uh, veteran hunter. No, the no, hunter. no,
0: I'm talking about huntsman. the one who wears the old Rathian
1: armor. Oh yeah, the he also plays as him too. Yeah, that's right. He does play yeah. as the huntsman. He plays as the huntsman and the chief.
0: Mm, okay.
1: Yeah, he plays two characters. I thought that was really cool. I think I made a reference it in one of my old videos before I took it down. Yep, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh,
0: one of the things that I wanted to talk about with Doom, uh, is, uh, coincidentally, I also watched a speed run of Doom 2016 today and it was a hundred percent speed run or a hundred percent that was available to them
1: as they go. Oh my gosh!
0: Cause in, in order to a hundred percent, you have to go back and they don't, don't do that in a speed run. So like they missed like a couple combat challenges and a couple upgrades that were not really, like really
1: essential uh, needed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so it's essentially a hundred percent run. Oh my God. Um, at, at awesome games done, awesome games done quick. Now I didn't watch this live. This already happened. Awesome games and done quick has already ended. However, I am not normally a person who watches a lot of speed runs or that kind of stuff. But if you guys ever get the chance and you see it coming up, do watch awesome games done quick because they are a great, great fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Um, they raised, I think everything was to help the fight, help fight cancer association. Oh, that's uh, something good. like fight the fight cancer association. I like that. They raised, and while I was watching the Doom Eternal stream, right um, at that point, which it didn't end at Doom Eternal. I think the last thing they did was. Um, the what they call the impossible super metroid uh build something like uh it's like randomized super metroid or something like that oh, i could be wrong that's funky. um they do they do some great stuff um they are, i'm currently uh off and on watching the sekiro uh 100 speed run that they do uh 100 beads and memories which means beating all the essential bosses oh my god um, and mini bosses um, so the Doom one is actually fairly long. It's a little over three hours. Um, but to do 100% in a game like that, it'd be pretty dang good for three hours. That is excellent. Uh, uh, and they do use some glitches and that kind of stuff. Cause the things I don't like is glitch, gl- glitch runs, right? Mm-hmm. Utilizing glitches. That's one thing. However, I don't like when they do the Pokemon thing. It's like, Hey, uh, let's mess with the numbers and catch every pokemon by running back and forth in the same patch of grass and messing <laughs> with numbers and dealing with like that's that's bullshit i hate that kind of that's not to me that's not a speed run that's just breaking the game and seeing how fast you can complete something i don't i don't feel that's i don't know but that's why there's different ideas of speedrunning however i do suggest that you guys go look up these videos or donate or whatever you can at the time uh, as I was saying, while I was watching the Doom Eternal speedrun, they ra- they had already raised over one million and eight hundred thousand dollars for the association in total over the whole show, mm-hmm. not just for Doom. Um, they uh, they also do these things called uh, like kind of like a uh, Kickstarter stretch goals, right? So if we get X amount of dollars, we're going to do this bonus game before it ends and that whatnot. One of them was Untitled Goose Game, which did happen. Uh, th- that is out there that's another one I plan to watch um honestly like it's just a big like awesome games done quick like advertisement because it's such a good cause with such a good thing um mm-hmm.
1: yeah it. I, I think love, it's awesome. I love I never get to catch raisers. it live
0: yeah it, it's it's amazing um so I definitely even like afterwards check it out get into it Sort of like couldn't keep up to date when they do it again. They do smaller fundraisers throughout the year, but they have one big one, and that was already over by this week, January. Mm-hmm. So Um, so yeah. So speaking about uh awesome games done quick, uh they do normally do a Secret of Mana speedrun, and we have a new
1: Trials of, Trials
0: of Mana? Like, yes. I'm not familiar
1: with the series. Um, so, Trials of Mana, this is like a um, a sequel to um, Secret of Mana, if uh, anybody's familiar with that series. Um, now, this is like a um, a remake. It's not a remake. A, re- a full-on remake of one of my favorite games, Secret of Mana 2, or in Japan, it's called uh, Siken Densetsu 3, which is really funny because that's... I guess, what the language barriers do to games. Um, also marketing. Um, yeah, yeah, I remember playing this game on, I believe it was Super Nintendo, and holy crap, it was amazing. It Like, um, um, for... Um,
0: old school RPG. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's old old school fantasy RPG. Yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with the... Uh, like, um, I don't even know how to describe this game. It's just so fantastic. Um, okay, so when you start this game, you get your choice... Of like a your first character is the main character that the story revolves around and you get six characters to choose like to choose for as like any one of them can be your main character and then what you do Mm -hmm. is you pick two more characters as your supports and the awesome fact of this is you can choose from a lycanthrope you can choose from a fighter you can get a sorcerer you can get a rogue you can get a healer um there's there's quite a lot of variety it's
0: it's kind of like when the Lost Vikings had a sequel and added a werewolf and
1: a saber-toothed cat to their roster. <laughs> kind of like that. But here's also another thing, is that the order in which you pick your characters will determine how the story plays out for you. It's really, really interesting. Like, it'll it'll change hmm. the sequence in which uh, certain events will happen. And... Um, it's, oh my god, it's it's just so mind-blowing how phenomenal that game was. It was really deep and rich, and I played that game um, choosing as many different um, characters as I could, but then I all of a sudden realized that with each character, um, much like how it is in D&D, um, if you level up to a certain point, you can choose a subclass for your characters, and it yeah. deviates from, you know, all the different types. But, like, it doesn't just stop at, like, one subclass, it goes to, like, a second level after that. After you've picked your first subclass, and then you continue to level up, you can choose another subclass. So, there's, like, a huge variety of these. Um, When I played as Duran the Fighter, um, the first one, I believe, gave me the opportunity to be able to use a special attack where... I was literally, I just literally turned into a tornado blade thing, whatever, just swinging this great sword around and literally just going around the whole screen and just chopping everything to little bits. Then yeah. when I got to like the second subclass, he got the ability to be able to catch his flame, uh, his, uh, his sword on fire. He stabs it into the ground and volcanic eruptions burst out from underneath everybody. It's it's like the most insane thing I had ever seen, and like, oh my god, t- to see this game like go from like an isometric two D to like a full on triple um, A three D um, world kind of game. Like, to t- they've changed um, pretty much everything about it. Like, uh, I'm I'm literally just so excited right now. I can't even describe how how. Oh my god. Oh, I need to breathe. Oh, I need to breathe right now because I'm just so damned excited about this game. Oh, <laughs> I get you. I mean, hey,
0: a new Monster Hunter gets announced. We all get that way. Oh my god! Um, and I'm like that with Doom Eternal. Like I just, I love Doom. Like, whew, Uh it's getting hot. Even though good. I regularly say that Monster Hunter is my number one series, Doom is my number three with Diablo being my number two. So, like, anytime anything comes out for those, I'm like, we got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. Yeah, It's obvious that, you know, since I started this whole podcast based purely on Monster Hunter, that's the number one. But I just, I like a lot of games. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're more general now, too.
1: Because I, you know... Got to make room for deviation, you know, and some variety. Because, I mean, you know, um, Monster Hunter is able to provide so much but only so much after a time.
0: Right. Yeah. I had a a serious discussion with my brother today. It was like, I don't know. I'm not even sure a new monster would bring me back to world right now. I'm so over it right now. (laughs) We both agree. It's Mm Safijima. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, uh, like I've even said before, I I don't play ice born for myself. I play it, to help out friends and like you know sure. small time streamers who are you know looking to get a little, you know a little somewhere. Um, it's and I also tune into uh, streamers who are playing Iceborne and it's it's just nice to be able to sit you know, sit in a room and just chat with them while they're playing the game. Um, I don't need to play the game; I can enjoy watching other people playing the game. And it's it is nice to see other people being able to enjoy the game. But I mean, I've already had my fill. It, it it's yeah. not a bad game. Like, there are some flaws to it, but um, I'm happy that other people are able to enjoy the game fully. So, you know, that's that's a good thing in my opinion.
0: Yeah, mind. me too. Uh, yeah, and I, I've been harping on it a lot lately, but that's that's because it it's hard to say this is my favorite series, but I'm not continuing to play it because I'm really upset about A, B, and C. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, it's just... I don't know. It's just me trying to justify it to myself and I don't really need to, but I on a level feel like I'd need to, you know what I mean? Cause like,
1: yeah, I know it's exactly just what not, you
0: mean. <laughs> yeah. It feels weird to be like, no, I'm kind of done right now. And I've never been like, all right, I'm done for good. I'm like, I'm going to put this down so I can play X game. Yeah. And then exactly. it sort of chains into other games, other games. But this time I'm like actively like, don't want to play it. Maybe don't have anything to play right now. Don't want to play it. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I do. I've been. We'll we'll get to the we'll get to the what we've been playing. There's a lot that I've been playing. Um, so yeah. Uh, speaking of which, um,
1: um, if, unless you have more to say about Trials of mana. No, honestly, I I the more I talk about it, you know, the more I start to realize that I'm like getting hot and sweaty in this room, and uh, I I don't want to have to reapply, so. I think it would probably be a good idea to move on to the next couple of games.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so um, so, uh, we're going to go back and forth on what we've been playing this week. Because uh, I have a lot, and you don't have as much. So we're going to fit you in between (laughs) (laughs) the ones I've been playing. Uh, So first one I want to talk about is... uh, I spelled this wrong on the notes. Hellblad, or Hellblade, uh, Senua's Sacrifice. Um, I talked about this before... Um, this is a game that is uh, that won Games for Impact, Game of the Year, and all that kind of stuff. Game Awards, I think, two years ago. Uh, it's a very awarded and celebrated game. Um, they had a huge announcement of the number two of the series, uh, sort of debuting on uh, Xbox Trash Can mm-hmm. or Series X. Um, and I'm not saying Trash Can on quality, just just look at the system.
1: Yeah, um, it's just so damn tall. I'm not I'm not I'm
0: not like oh PlayStation yeah woo woo I'm no it just it just looks weird.
1: Um honestly all of the uh, systems have like a little something to them. I mean like what is it the new PlayStation you could fit a slice of pizza in that little V that they've got um the Xbox it's, it's such a goddamn tall tower like it's ridiculous. Where are you supposed to fit that on your shelf or like you know your your playing system your setup. Um,
0: I mean I think the Switch is amazing but that left joy Joy joy-con drift is just infuriating Mm um so anyways hellblade is um an extremely stressful game if i'm gonna say anything about it um i actually was talking about this with someone who doesn't normally play video games i had to explain this to them um why playing this game is so good And, and this person is um, very into psychology and that kind of stuff is why I brought it up, um, where the, it's actually a game about psychosis, and it seems to be taking place, and I'm not 100% on this, but I believe that Senua and her family and her tribe, or whatever you want to call them, are Celtic. Mm-hmm. and they have been raided slash attacked by the nords um with their uh, mythologies of odin and and that kind of stuff so they have sort of like clashing religion and theologies and that kind of stuff but all of this sort of i don't know manifests in senuous psychosis um, that turns out to be this sort of like fantasy adventure game where you don't really know, or where Senua doesn't really know, you know, as a player, what's real and what's not, but what's real and what's not. Um, this game is extremely fascinating how, like I said, though, this game is maximum stress. I think the longest I have made it playing in a single session is 45 minutes before I have to put it down and play a different game to relax. Um, like, you... the One of the crazy things is, um, and I definitely suggest it as much as they suggest it, mm-hmm. you wear headphones when playing this game. Um, because you, they do that 3D audio. Oh, if no. Have you ever heard... If you've ever heard it, like, you can hear someone walking on your right and then walking behind you and then up to you and then away and then off to the left. Like, you can hear that kind of stuff, right? Oh,
1: that is deeply upsetting. I don't like that. Oh, I don't have a door on my room. Oh, I wouldn't like it.
0: Hold on. Hold on. Now, there are about six or seven different of Senua's own voices whispering to you in your ears oh, of, lovely. of like uh, so <laughs> there's an interesting part where you're in sort of like a light world and a dark world and in the dark world the voices are very scathing and negative and um, holding like sort of like chastising you and you get into the light world and they're like everything's gonna be okay you can do this and they're very encouraging and hopeful and just like but They're literally whispering in your ear at times or further away and stuff. And the 3D audio is really good. But apparently that's what it is like to have psychosis. And now I don't have this. The game supposedly does make a good depiction of it because they um, not only consulted doctors, but also patients who have this. And it's a very serious condition. And it's actually kind of cool to sort of like learn about this mental condition that people have in sort of like this safe fantasy setting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, now, the game is not as stressful as I thought it was to begin with. Now, and it's still extremely stressful, but um, it also, I felt like it had a permadeath mechanic the way they describe something. It's like, oh, if you lose X amount of fights, game over, all progress loss, done. Because they kind of tell you that. Mm. But I'm not seeing that when I've lost a couple times. I'm not seeing the bad stuff progress uh either it's not and i don't notice it or it's not enough to be a much of a pain because like if it was permadeath to to replay some of these things would just be stress like and i i would not do it i would get as far as i could and then i'd be done like i wouldn't finish the game if that happened
1: right right
0: um so that may not be a risk but I don't
1: know. The game said it was, so we'll see. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I do, I do like games that, um, uh, bring to light, like, um, certain awareness to, uh, um, you know, worldly issues. And yes, um, mental illness is definitely one of those things that really should be brought up and, um, should be taken note of by a lot of people And bringing it into a medium like video games is definitely a great way to, um, you know. experience exactly it. yeah in a way you know yeah. to develop you know to develop um, empathy towards these people you know who do suffer from these things because they they're not in control of it so yeah right. it, it, it's it's a great way to develop a you know a sense of understanding so that you know when people do have to interact with those kinds of people the, you know they're they're a little bit more compassionate and sympathetic and more patient with them so it's it's a good thing definitely a good thing to bring up. Another another game that's
0: like this, and I haven't played this in years, is uh, To the Moon.
1: Hmm.
0: And uh, To the Moon is probably the, uh, I've talked about this a couple times, the first game in which I ever enjoyed the story. Um, now, the story within the context of the game, I'll say. I've always enjoyed Diablo lore, um, but, you know, the actual story inside of the game, eh. <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> sometimes there's a couple of sometimes. games like that yeah where it's like yeah um, I, I like the game just for play sake but i mean like eh, story. the bigger right lore actually that's not
0: true i really like odd world story i've always liked odd world story but mm-hmm. all that aside to the moon is really the first time that a game made me cry and it wasn't like
1: oh single tear it was like ugly bawling right yeah we're talking um, like the notebook or like you know time traveler's wife or like, you know, I don't know. Like, there's one movie in mind that I did like, and it was from 1985 that did make me cry. And it was called Lady Hawk. And, oh, I recommend that you guys check it out. It's I'm not going to get too in-depth de- in <laughs> and into a 1985 right. film, but definitely a sensational film. Michelle, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and Matthew Broderick and that other guy.
0: Um, yeah, but yeah. That, that other guy in the 80s. But he um, was awesome. So... <laughs> um so this game uh brings to light another condition called asperger's and don't snicker the name that's what it's called but it's basically when a person can't express emotion they still feel emotion they can't express it mm-hmm. they're unable to or at least it's very difficult for them to it's,
1: it's like a and, very acute autism it's it's pretty brutal
0: yeah and um this The concept of this game is that you are a lab tech uh, part of the Dream Foundation company or something but basically uh, imagine Inception right you're going into people's minds and doing things I guess Um, I don't really understand what they were doing in it I don't remember what they were doing in Inception or why they were in people's brains but they paid them to do it right Um, I can't remember why but um, and this, it's like Inception. They go into people's brains. However, they sort of clean up and do this service for this old man who regrets that he was never able to fulfill his promise to his late wife, and he wants to remember fulfilling that promise to her. So they're going to implant a memory of him fulfilling his promise. Of course, his promise is kind of ridiculous, which is take her to the moon, and that's why it's called To the Moon. Right. Oh wow. And his wife is the one that has Asperger's, right? And, um, it's about the struggle. You go back into his memories and sort of learn about him and his relationship and his struggles with her condition, her struggles with her condition, um, that kind of stuff. And it's really cool. However, what made me cry actually has nothing to do with his wife. Um, And I won't get into the spoilers because it's actually not a very difficult game to get. I got it for like $15 several years ago. I doubt it's increased in price. Hmm. Um, But it's it's available on Steam and good old games. Um, Definitely, definitely suggest not Steam. But... (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah there's there's a bit of thing in his past that that's sort of blocking them from implanting the memory because they have to sort of do cleanup to make sure the memory makes sense or it gets rejected it's kind of like you know a transplant organ it's like a transplant memory right um, and the thing in there in the past deals with his brother and my brother and I are actually extremely close um, but the thing is I'm just like it just deals with his brother like it's just like very to me it was a very gut-wrenching moment and Mm -hmm. i was just like bawling and then um the game ends not too long after that and then you sort of get um some more closure with with the with the with the wife and that had me crying too so it was just an all-around emotional game yeah um i'm not sure i want to cry with with uh i am uh, i am Setsuna. uh no senua sacrifice hellblade um because that game is just pure stress and i might just cry out of fear at some point <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah it really puts you in the position of that person who is suffering from that and you know it it definitely would um um I, I, what's
0: the word and I'm i can i can I
1: can't, I can't describe how to how to how to put it 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 it, it puts you in emotional trauma that is you know different than, at a safe distance yeah well yeah. for for you know, for the um uh, for the, to the moon, um, it's more of like a sentimental um game. like it's it's an emotional um wrecking game. like mm-hmm. it's made to make you cry and like, you know, to really sympathize with those kinds of people because, you know, who it it's it's really something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, all that stress aside, um,
1: what did you get into this week? Oh, boy, have I got a treat for you. The original Gothic. And I'm not talking, like, the uh, the updated version that they're going to be coming out with. Not Gothic 2, not Gothic 3, just plain old Gothic. Okay. Oh. So, what are, what are you playing this on? I'm playing it on PC um, because... Um, it was a game that I got from uh, my brother-in-law. He was like, "Oh yeah, if uh, if you thought that Dragon was pretty rough, you know, here I'm gonna give you Gothic. You know, I think you'll like this." And I'm like, "Okay, hmm, couldn't be hard, could it?" Did you did you finish Dragon oh, or no? No, I have not finished Dragon, but I am going to get around to it. it, it I mean, that game was frustrating, but. Gothic really opened up a can of worms for me, I was like, oh my god, like, conventional controls do not exist in this game. If you go for WSD controls, um, if, you, if you press the D, uh, D or A pads, you do like this kind of side jump strafe, which is not conducive to any sort of like combat or anything like that. Um, what you want to do is use the Q and E buttons in order to be able to change your camera angles or at least to turn your character. Your mouse controls are absolute garbage. Um, clicking on any of the buttons does not work at all. Um, it's only good for like being able to change your camera view. And that is it. In order for you to be able to pick up simple items, just take a guess what buttons you have to press like just just take a complete guess you will have n- you will not get this i'm i can assure you like i'll I'll let, I'll let you guess like maybe twice and then i'll let you know
0: okay so run this by me again
1: oh <laughs> okay
0: i'm going to try really
1: hard to get this so the controls to do what okay so the controls to be able to pick up items um if you you want to take a guess as to what you have to do Um, Okay.
0: Uh, I'm going to guess two things. Okay. I'm going to say the uh, letter
1: E. Nope. Um, Q and E are used for um, changing the direction in which a character runs. Um, w, okay. w, A, S, D uh, that's for basic controls but I mean like you'll never touch your A and D buttons ever. You'll just be touching Q, W, E Q, and Q S Q, W, E. Yeah, yeah, exactly
0: Okay, so it's like a backwards A, S, D Okay, yeah, that is terrible uh, um, So then uh, I will say you
1: probably have to run up to it click on it and then do a key imprint Nope, you have no control over any of the mouse buttons so, yeah, oh, no. yeah, it's absolutely okay. terrible. No mouse controls at all. So, yeah, okay. um, yeah, I'll let you have one more guess. Just, just, just take any guess. Okay, okay. So you walk up to it. Uh, let's go crazy.
0: Okay. okay. Uh, you walk up to it. You have to focus on it. So you use F, and then you use. Like, enter to confirm to pick it up. Nope!
1: <laughs> I'll tell you what you have to do. Uh, you have to press... Okay. You have to be uh, directly in front of it. It has to show, like, a label of what that item is. You press Control w Whoa! It is terrible! You have to use it for climbing ladders, for having discussions with people. Um, your weapon button is spacebar. And what you have to do is you have to press Control and then spacebar in order to be able to make an attack. Nope. I'm, yep. out. <laughs> I'm never playing this game. I just oh, like. Oh, God. C- it was so brutal. I can't. It was. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> it was just. ah, oh, it was god awful. Unbearable controls. I mean, some other games, they have some pretty bad controls. Like, if you watch any AVGN game, he will give you a list of bad controls. Like, Conan for Super. Uh, sorry, not. Uh, uh, I think it was Conan for NES. Um, like, mm-hmm. um, there like, uh, your up button will, will allow you to jump just straight up in the air. But if you press your down button, it doesn't allow you to duck. It allows you to jump forward. You press down no. to jump. No, that is, that is got to be the most ass i had ever heard of in gaming controls ever. And I am so thankful. I will never play that game ever <laughs> Oh my god, he was so mad, it's so funny. He's like, You press down to jump? Whoever came up with that idea was And he's just like, bleep, bleep, bleep. And it was so funny. Down should be for ducking, it shouldn't be for jumping. And you, oh man, it was so funny. He's like, you. in order for you to be able to pick up an item, you have to press, I can't remember, I think it might've been like select and down at the, at like a specific order. But if you're being attacked by enemies, you're in a mad rush. So like, you're going to press down. You jump forward, you go off a cliff or into a swarm of enemies, you're dead. Oh, Jeez. That that is exactly what Gothic feels like. I can, I fell into like a pool of water and there was like this bar for breath. And I was like, okay, maybe WASD allows me to swim no, none of the WASD controls do anything in the water. So I had to pause the game, and I was looking up on YouTube for tutorials, and then I realized, wait, this game is shit. I don't have to play it. And I threw down my you know, phone, and I just exited out of the game. I'm probably going to uninstall it because it's just terrible. And then, yeah, just got to call it that. Oh, my goodness. The worst gaming experience I've ever had oh man (gasps) they have
0: not only gothic but gothic 2 and gothic 3
1: yep yep they do
0: on good old games (laughs)
1: holy cow (laughs) i i can't wait to dip my toes into gothic 2
0: (laughs) it it comes with a manual, which mm-hmm. is 20 pages. It comes with the original soundtrack, avatars in HD, wall in play, and artworks on good old games. Not bad for an old game. A 20 page was,
1: manual? That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense.
0: Uh, It was actually. So you're making. I was thinking this was like, I don't know, 90s that this game was made. Nope. 2001. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I could have played this as a teenager. Like, oh my goodness. And your life would have been ruined for it. I mean, I did play... What did I play at that age? Pools of Radiance. You ever want to play a D&D game that infuriates you? Play Pools of Radiance. <laughs> I don't know about one. Um, you don't. Um, so... <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh. Uh, that sounds... That sounds
1: aggravatingly awful if you're a video Um, game masochist i definitely recommend it
0: so now i will get into a pleasant experience in (laughs) fact a highly recommended experience which is luigi's mansion oh yes um so i actually got this um around christmas uh and finished the game fairly quickly on my own um but as with most Luigi Mansions, you get a ranking at the end of how much money you got, and you get, I got an A. Oh. And I was like, wow, first playthrough, I got an A. Alright, baller, I'm done. But there are collectibles in Luigi's Mansion 3. Um, so, uh, the game is very good. Uh, they changed up some things. Of course, I haven't played since 1, so they might have done some of this in 2. But, I mean, unless it was Monster Hunter, I'm not touching a 3DS. Um uh, so like it's it's pretty good um they did some things like um you can now like sort of sumo slam ghosts when you're so instead of just sucking them up and getting stuck and following them around you can now tap a to sort of like <laughs> uh puny god them around the room oh my and break god stuff. i
1: love that idea that's so funny that's
0: and it uh, it takes off their health bar by twenty each time you knock them around. Oh my god! Um, the the ghosts are a little bit more varied. Um, they've had they had a variety of ghosts in the first one, especially the unique ghosts. Yeah, and they had different challenges. That's still the same, but even the smaller ghosts have uh, some unique variations. Like there's ones that throw banana peels at you. And that like if you're scooting around the room and you slip on the banana peel, they'll get away. Oh um, my God. so you gotta suck up the banana peels before you suck them up. <laughs> um like they'll have hats or sunglasses on, so you have to do uh, they also added a blow. So there's a suck and a blow from the vacuum thing. Um if you do both at the same time, it sort of backfires and knocks you up in the air. So they use that make you use that to dodge things a lot of, on the ground. A lot of times.
1: Oh my God. But also
0: it, knock, it knocks things off. So if, if a ghost wearing sunglasses, you knock their sunglasses off, then you flashlight them, then you vacuum them up. And, um, it's a little more complex. Um, there's a lot more rooms cause it's a giant hotel. So There's 15 floors. Wow. Uh, each has their own room. Uh, each one has their own set of rooms uh one of them's a natural history museum like one of them's like a film studio all sorts of crazy and wacky things you can do and of course secrets to get more money secrets to collect the collectible gems and then secrets to find all the booze oh my! and so i actually about I don't know, probably about sixty-five to seventy percent of the game when I finished it and got the A ranking, of which the ranking has zero to do with the collectibles. It's all about the money. Um, so when I finished it, my my daughter actually really likes playing it. Um, so my five-year-old daughter and I actually went back and hundred percent of that game together. Oh, nice! Uh, last week, and she loves it. She calls it the spooky game. She hates ghosts. She's always hated creepy (laughs) stuff and monsters and that kind of stuff. Now, spoilers, when I was that age, I did too. But I ended up loving them because I obsessed over them. Oh, yeah. Uh, So when I got older, I loved monsters. So Monster Hunter and D&D, and that's how I get all of that stuff. So I helped her get over the fear of her ghost thing by playing Luigi's Mansion. So she's been wanting to play games a lot more now since I've done that. So we finished Luigi's Mansion 3 together. We 100%ed it, the both of us. She played as Gooigi, which she loved. Uh, and Guigi I don't know if I explained this, but Gooigi is basically a jello form of Luigi. Yeah. And it's hilarious. So in the old game, you used to be able to hit A on the GameCube controller to say, like, he goes like, Mario! Mario! <laughs> like searching for mario the whole time right it's like it's like a better mario is missing by the way i really love that super nintendo game f the haters i love that <laughs> <one>. uh, <laughs> uh, but um like you get that like you're calling out for mario and stuff Luigi can call out for mario too but he sounds like he's jello so it's like mario mario i
1: just picture him <laughs> just like all bubbly all gurgly just like yeah it's like i can't i
0: can't even yeah basically that and i can't i can't i can't do it i've just tried and i just <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah and it's uh he does it and it's funny they do some great comedy with the fact that Gooigi is goo right yeah um so like there's this part where Um, Luigi gets scared by everything, right? He's supposed to be a scaredy cat. His biggest fear is ghosts. This was actually, uh, hinted at in Mario RPG, uh, where they talk about he's so afraid of ghosts and he wish he was
1: brave like his brother. I do remember Um, that game. That was a really good game.
0: Oh yeah. Super Mario RPG is my favorite RPG, like as far as like traditional Japanese RPGs. Outside of Octopath Traveler yeah. <laughs> watch that episode of Sidequest. Um I actually love Octopath Traveler. But um the uh <laughs> the uh the way that they have Goigi just like not react to things. Like they have this little scene of this ghost trying to scare Goigi and he's just standing there. Not even looking at the ghost, just standing there. Huh. And the ghost is like, What? cuz he's not he's just goo <laughs> like
1: <laughs> it's just funny. You ever tried to scare a piece of lime jello? It just doesn't work. It's about as effective as right. nailing jello to a wall, as it were.
0: Oh, they have they have all sorts of funny jokes with it. Even in the credits they have fun with Gooigi. Just great. Um, but yeah, so th- as a result, my daughter's wanted to play something else, so they stuck to Mario Kart, so the three of us were playing Mario Kart today. So that was cool. I actually took pictures of that, but I mean, I'm not going to share that around the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah. So Luigi's Mansion 3. Um, So you have also started to delve into a game that I thought I was going to play, but I decided that I'm going to be playing some other things like, I don't know, beating my head against a wall and send you a sacrifice. Um, DBC Kakarot. How do you feel about um, that? I was actually interested in that. Well,
1: I actually didn't actually, uh, get a chance to play it, but I have been noticing that, um, a lot of people that I do know have been playing it. Like, for example, RX Gaming has been playing it. Uh, Vengeful Torture has been playing it. Um. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, from what I see, it looks like it's, um uh i don't know so you, how to it so you picked it. it up but you haven't started it yet is that the deal well uh, i mean like i'm contemplating probably buying it but i mean like i'm checking things out first before i even like you know sure um from what i've seen it's it's mostly um if anybody has ever played dragon ball xenoverse or like pretty much like um any other other games like uh what is it uh uh, Dragon Ball Z, I think it was um, Tenkaichi Tag Team on the PSP, and then there's like a bunch of other games, um what else was there? I can't remember but there were there's like a lot of like 3D Dragon Ball Fighter games, well basically this is like the whole storyline where you're just playing as Goku, and You know, just going through, like, the whole series. Like, just from the start of uh, Dragon Ball uh, Z all the way into, I believe, maybe Dragon Ball Super. Um, (laughs) I'm kind of interested in it. Um, I'm more interested in the fact that people are already starting to mod the crap out of this game by making it so that uh, Goku um, can take the shape of the untitled goose and just beat the crap out of people as a goose, Or they uh, play as, um, oh, what's his name? Um, The guy from uh, Grand Theft Auto, the guy who's like, ah, shit, here we go again. Uh, The name slips my mind. Why? Um, But anyways, yeah. um,
0: I'm not going to be able to help you. I don't play Grand
1: Theft Auto. Yeah. Well, anyways, yeah, you can play as that guy. And they've actually got a model for him. It's really funny playing as, like... um, Um, a guy in a wife beater and, like, jeans just going around just, like, beating up Perfect Cell or Frieza. Oh, my God, it's hilarious. Um, it's probably going to be a game that's worth checking out. I haven't seen how far anybody has actually played through it, but I'm thinking that if, um, anybody does do, like, a 100% playthrough, hopefully, uh, Vegetable Torture does. Um, big shout-out to you, bud. I forgot. I'm I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to be shout-out central here. But anyways, um... Yeah. I
0: mean, you don't have to be. I'm I'm kidding. I'm roasting Don't get us wrong. Ventral, friend of the show, does side quests with us uh, and even does some other things with us. Love the guy. Don't get get me wrong. Nothing wrong with shouting him out, but you don't have to shout out people.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like to roast myself. That's one thing. Um, But yeah, um, um, I think he just beaten uh, Fallen Order. is that a drug joke? Hmm? What? It was like,
0: is that a drug
1: joke? Oh my god. <laughs> 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 oh my god, we should start getting into like Raid 2020, the, the 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 war against drugs. Um just watched that video as well. Um but yeah, um yeah, Vengeful Torture, I think he just finished uh Fall in Order for um um uh, yeah mm-hmm. EA game. Uh don't want to talk about EA. But, but yeah, um but
0: they actually did a good one from what I heard. Yeah. For once. Um, I, I heard it was pretty good. They used to do some really good stuff. Yeah. Like, um, Kingdoms of Amalore is an EA game, yep. technically. Um, and Kingdoms of Amalore is freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean,
1: they also did, like, the original Harry Potter games. Like, um, I think I still have, like, a copy of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. All right, I'm... Um, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> EA can go fuck itself. I don't. I don't like Harry Potter. It was, it was a good version of it. I mean, you're going around collecting just, like chocolate frogs I'm, to heal yourself up. I mean, and like I
0: don't like Harry Potter. I'm just kidding.
1: It's, yeah. <laughs> ah, Star Wars versus Harry Potter. I guess you're very familiar with this. Um, it, yeah. Anyways. That's a thing? Yeah. Oh, like, it definitely why is, is that a, thing? a thing. Like, I don't know why. Star
0: Wars wins, like,
1: one movie in. Like. <laughs> like, yeah. Like. <laughs> oh no. They have, like, full-on battles between, like, Harry Potter and, like, Luke Skywalker. It's hilarious. I think, like, um. um, I mean. I, not. Nothing against Luke Skywalker. Send in Vader. No one survives. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he you send Vader He in. kills children yeah. all the yeah, time. Yeah, he sends Vader in and thing. everybody dies. Um. <laughs> yeah oh my god
0: yeah there's there's no question like he's like w- harry potter's like blah 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 and he's like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like immediately
1: choke. but i mean like Rocka uh, yeah. Rocka um they've they've got a video out of like i think it was harry potter mm-hmm. versus um luke skywalker and it was so funny the way that they delivered it but um Probably one of the best things ever. They basically just had the Death Star just blow up the whole planet. It was so funny. And everybody was like, oh, join your wants and stop it, whatever. And then they try and put up a shield and, nope, blow up the whole planet. It's over. Star Wars wins. It's like a thousand screams all at once and then they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> that was the fan base. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. Oh, man.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm not against people liking Harry Potter. I was just reading, in my opinion, much better stuff when Harry Potter came out. And then I still think that stuff is superior. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Like... And I'm going to say that stuff, and it's the Dritz series. Hate me all you want. I like R.A. Salvatore.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Done. I just find it more mature and definitely a better series, in my opinion.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So I miss the train for all those Harry Potter fans. And they also bet effed up the Basilisk and Dragons because they're Wyverns.
1: Done. Yeah, yeah. The basilisk was not supposed to be a giant snake. It was supposed to be like, kind of like I don't want to say that it was supposed to be like a cockatrice, but I mean, like it has like the features of a rooster and a snake, like put together, right? No, it doesn't.
0: No. Hmm. No. That's a cockatrice. Oh, really? Oh, so I've been <laughs> no. getting it wrong the whole yeah. time. I've
1: been like, oh, cockatrices like are very
0: a cock- reptilian, also very chicken-like. No. Uh, the original mythologies, I think it's either Mayan or Eken. Incan. Sorry, Incan. Okay. Um, I can't remember if it's Mayan or Incan, but it's one of those ancient sort of like South America, Mexico, um, you know, people. They have their own mythologies and stuff. Of course, we know stuff like Quetzalcoatlus or the Quattle, uh is based off of stuff from like that. They also had the basilisk, and the basilisk is an eight-legged lizard. Now, I understand Ooh. why Harry Potter made it into a snake, Ooh but to go from double the legs to none of the legs is a little bit of a definition break in my yeah, mind. Yeah, that's what, of what they are. Now they did it for the parcel tongue. So yeah, I know about Harry Potter people, okay? Yes, I know. They did it because otherwise Harry doesn't get into the parcel tongue and it's a very big thing in the Chamber of Secrets. I get it. Whatever. Yeah. But um I'm not really like it's There are definitions of what mythological creatures are because they come from a certain culture. And when you break those definitions, you kind of have to give context as to why. Else everyone thinks that a basilisk means a snake. So, everyone thinks who's seen Harry Potter that a basilisk is a snake. It is not. Uh, It is actually this and sorry this is something i'm big on i write monster ecologies all the time i've done a basilisk i even made a basilisk snake in quotations in the basilisk article as an homage to the to the harry potter basilisk but i would not say that that is the normal basilisk yeah
1: yeah exactly uh artistic liberties withstanding ladies and gentlemen uh that is not a basilisk So yeah, Um, yeah, right, yeah, and yeah. I realize I'm
0: arguing about fantasy monsters, yada yada. It's something I'm into. Sorry, I have opinions. This is not what I (laughs) fantasize. This is not real. Right. Speaking of which, I have been keeping up with my weekly articles of D and D monsters. I have done three in a row now. Um, Copper dragon being the second most popular article I've ever done that I released Monday.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's cool. I even got Reddit gold for it, oh, which was interesting. Excellent! Oh, I can't wait to read up on that. That's going to be great. Yeah. So yeah, long story short, uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. It looks like another Dragon Ball Z fighter <laughs> game. Um, I I mean, like um, yeah. I have yet to see anything that could really impress me, unless they decide to incorporate uh, maybe some of the um, uh, side movies that aren't technically canon, but at the same time, canon. Hey, Dragon Ball Z Broly is canon. I know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Broly is one hundred percent canon now. But I mean, like, I'm kind of leaning towards characters like Garlic Jr. Sort of, and like maybe Cooler, Meta Cooler. Um, you know, some of the more fun ones, like or even Janemba. Uh, Janemba. Janemba was a fun guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's a funny name. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) he was tough, though. He was tough as balls. He was able to take out uh, Super Saiyan 3 Goku like nothing. Just had, like, this awesome red ruby sword. Just cuts through dimensions. He can even, like, transport himself through dimensions and, like, dematerialize himself, reconstitute himself, teleportation. It was, like, crazy powerful.
0: Well, that's why they're not canon, because they can't explain (laughs) (laughs) why (laughs) Goku... Yeah. He's just
1: he's just broken. Okay, Janem- Janemba is just broken.
0: We just we just, we made mistakes. Although it's weird. So I, I watched actually a lot of stuff about Dragon Ball Z canon not that long mm-hmm. ago. Um there's actually a weird instance in where uh as Garlic Jr was in a movie and technically wasn't canon.
1: But they did bring him in, in.
0: Dragon Ball Z Super They brought him in, canonized him. Oh, you're thinking of Emperor
1: Pilaf.
0: Something like that. Uh, They brought him in, canonized him, but all the stuff that we know about him was in the non-canon movie, which is still non-canon. But yet... It's acting like it's canon the show, but they say it's non-canon, so it's just confusing.
1: Oh, <laughs> I I, I, think, I think you are confusing uh, Emperor Peeloff with uh, Garlic Junior because uh, I think uh, it's because um, uh, Chuck Huber, who is the voice actor, um, he uses the same voice for both those characters, and like, they're both like little gullible characters, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah,
0: I haven't seen Super, but the YouTube like, thing that is, like, the expert. He's, like, does a lot of Dragon Ball Z stuff about canon, that kind of stuff. Yeah. He's the one that explained this. Oh!
1: So... Oh, I know exactly what
0: you're talking about. I could be wrong. Oh, no,
1: wait, no, you might be right, because um, there was a segment in between the Frieza saga, or, sorry, after the Frieza saga, and just before um, uh, the Android saga, where... Um, There was, like, a big filler gap because, like, the comics weren't uh, finished at the time, and so they had to put in some uh, more episodes. And what they did was uh, they brought Garlic Jr. back in with, like, a bunch of other Spice-named characters because, you know, Spices are the theme for those guys. Like, um, yeah. Oh, my gosh. What did... I do believe
0: wreck. it is the DBZ season four.
1: Yep, that's right. That is exactly right.
0: I am currently looking at it right now. I've been on a DBZ yeah. trek throughout the whole series and I have watched through season three, which got me right to the end of the Frieza saga.
1: Yeah. I just I just realized you are correct in that because um I, I was assuming that we were talking about Super. Um with Super it's uh Emperor Peeloff and then like his two little minions um And they dated back as far as, I think, the original Dragon Ball, which was... That show was really fun to watch, actually. I'd recommend people go and watch that, because gag humor is just the best. And that's literally what that show was about. It was just nothing but gag humor. There was some action, but it was mostly gags and laughs and stuff like that. Oh, so good. Okay. Um, So, after
0: uh, DBZ, um, I got to play... um, I've been looking for this game. There's a bit of a story behind me me trying to find it. Um, So I went to a... So there's there's a GameStop that's about... I don't know. It's about an hour away from me. But we end up going there a lot because of work. So we actually have two clients in Jackson, Ohio, which is about an hour away, that... Um, We go to regularly. In fact, I think one of them is at least weekly that we end up going there. Something breaks down and we go fix it or whatever. Mm. Um, And sometimes we have to kill time before lunch opens or that kind of thing. So you get out like at 10 o'clock and I've been there since like 7 a.m., which means we left the door at 6 a.m. And like, so we just, okay, we, we were there two and a half hours trying to fix something. So now we're going to kill time till lunch which opens at 11 so we go into gamestop or something and on the the sort of like you know they had the detectors at the doors but they also put advertisements on those detectors right yeah walmart walmart does this too um so gamestop in jackson has always had this gamestop exclusive game helmet it, and then it shows sort of like a doom sort of like thing of like this like wolf looking dude with a bunch of guns shooting out all these crazy aliens and stuff and I'm like okay I'm interested I'll take a look at it and I and it's always been sold out and I've been looking at this game for like six months mm-hmm. right and it's always been sold out because there's so little copies of them but I saw it was on switch and they had the ps4 version so I read they let me read the back of the ps4 version and it's a um, roguelike In the vein of uh, Enter the Gungeon.
1: Okay, that's awesome.
0: Okay, I like Enter the Gungeon. Um, So, even though I've never beat any single run in Enter the Gungeon. Because I'm terrible at it. But, I'd like to see where this goes. So, I finally found a copy of it in my local GameStop and got one. Um, Don't get this game. It makes you want to play a better game called Enter the Gungeon. (laughs) Now, you get this crazy story of you're some mad scientist that summons a demon from hell and says, I want to be immortal. The demon kills him, rips his spine out, and that is your character, is the dead scientist who's a skull with a spine hanging down. Oh my god. So you float around shooting things and enter the gungeon style with no dodge. You just have to walk out of the way of things. Oh, Uh, and you get an attack and a special attack and you can, uh, however, because you're a scientist, you have learned how to mutate into certain demons, including the, the wolf looking one they put on the cover, which false advertisement. I thought it was going to be the wolf looking dude, uh, and turns out he's not wolf-looking. They're just really bad at their pixel art. He's called the Rat King. <laughs> yeah, and he's a rat. Uh, and I'm like, okay, maybe some bad art on that one. And and like, it's not bad, right? The game is not terrible, okay. but it's just not great. However, in my second attempt, I beat a run. And I was like, oh, okay, is it like Enter the Gungeon? From what I've heard, because I've never beat Enter the Gungeon. Like, now that you beat in a run, do it for everybody and you get something. Well, you don't get to pick between characters. You pick between mutations that you start with, but you get those mutations anyway along the way. No. Also, it's much easier than Enter the Gungeon because each mutation is an extra life in quotations. Oh, no. Um, so, like, it's fun uh, it's a little unique, but I kind of wish I paid twenty dollars less for it too. Like it was a thirty-dollar game, and I kind of wish it was ten. Like it was just not. It was not great. Oh, like that's unfortunate. And I finished it very quickly. There's only ten floors, period, and those floors aren't really that hard. Um, and there's bosses. They're cool um but yeah and i've only attempted three runs and i was just like okay i guess i'm done because once you beat it like you unlock oh you get to permanently unlock this one in quotations when you start the game you get to pick uh a mutation and i like okay i guess i'll permanently start with this it's not even unique it's just one of the mutations that i got along the way yeah so I just sort of shrugged and moved on. Like, uh, I beat it. I beat it within two play sessions. Done. Oh, like,
1: that's disappointing. All right. That's
0: too bad. Well... So, yeah. Well, there's always <laughs> so Luigi's you've been, Mansion? Uh, yeah, no. I mean, I finished Luigi's Mansion, and then I immediately finished this. Because I got this because I was done with Luigi's Mansion. I was like, I need something to play on my Switch while I'm going around. Um, I actually have been since... I've gone back to play Enter the Gungeon. Um, and I've been playing that. And enjoying myself. And still dying on floor 3 every time. Like I do. I mean I get a little further sometimes. I'm just terrible at the game. But um, even though. There are to- a majority of the time. I actually have zero damage taken. On the all of floor 1. Get the perfect on the floor 1 boss. Take a little bit of damage during floor 2. And have regularly gotten the floor two boss perfected and got the master bullet from both oh, of Oh
1: wow that's good
0: but floor three for whatever reason i just did all fall parts and i die and i die or i die on that boss or i die early floor four or something i'm just not i'm just not great at the game i just maybe i get overwhelmed too quick i don't know um <laughs> so uh I only have two more uh, and I you've been playing Monster Hunter again but I'll just really quickly get into these two because they're not very long uh, still playing League of Legends I mentioned this a little bit before um, not getting too much into it still um, I'm actually kind of just more enjoying ARAM which is all random all mid which is a single lane version of the game where everyone just fights back and forth on one lane of towers to try to kill each other instead of multiple lanes there's no jungle or anything just having fun with that when I can, yeah. um, learning some new champions, learning how to play again, uh, occasionally playing on the summoners rift. Um, I had considered doing ranked stuff, uh, again, cause I used to do ranked stuff back in the day, back in the day for me, it was like season three, season four. Uh, we're now in season 10. So if that tells you anything, it's been 10 years since league of legends has been started to play. Um, yeah, season three, season four is when I played. So like, it's not, it's not bad. It's just something to do when I don't feel like, you know, getting all tied up and uh send you a sacrifice. And then also I've been playing Surviving Mars, which is sort of like a imagined civilization or that kind of thing. Uh, that is more single player focused, um, with maybe three other societies or whatever. Um, with no combat. It's all purely based on progression of science and social stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really know what the winning the game is between the other colonies. I really don't. Uh, I haven't finished a full playthrough yet. But essentially, you colonize Mars. And you start with a rocket ship, and you literally build everything there to start a colony. Um, So stuff like uh, power generators, water extractors, and you're you're trying to uh, one of the winning strategies I as I understand is to terraform Mars oh. to actually have its own life and own like trees and uh, sustainable atmosphere and everything. Um, so you're sort of like exploration landed on Mars and then you can have workers there on Mars, but they have to be able to live there. So you have to create a dome that has like grass and trees in it and they live in the dome and work on the planet and that kind of stuff it's you start out with drones which are you know not people Mm -hmm. right but they they do manual labor like move materials and build things whereas the people do the more technical jobs and I'm not very far into it yet it's just uh, it's just a cool neat little game I think I've only put in two hours so far and you know for a game like that that's not a lot Mm -hmm. um
1: you know, I may try this gothic game at some point. Oh my but... god, it is that is a <gasps> roller coaster. Um, so with um, surviving Mars, um, is it like an RTS game or is it like a turn by turn strategy kind kind of game?
0: More like an RTS. It has a time. Oh, it's time cool. So it's 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 realish, ish time. I I always play on fast forward because building things takes for freaking ever if you don't. Um, and you actually have to scan different areas of the surface to find different materials and stuff. And you can scan anomalies and that kind of thing. So to learn about Mars and progress science and that kind of thing. Oh, my God. Um, it's
1: it's kind of like Age of Empires meets Settlers of Catan meets...
0: Without the combat. Yeah,
1: yeah. Without the combat meets, you know, yeah taking a day trip to Mars or I don't know. Um, what's that? What's that uh, one movie that I'm thinking of? Yeah. Uh, Total Recall, yeah. Let's go to Mars. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I've
0: been. So that's my cool off game after a uh, uh, Hellblade. Um. That's what I. Uh. That's kind of what I cool off with. It's it's a little more uh, easy going. The music on it's actually very phenomenal, mm-hmm. very space sounding, um, and very. I don't know. It's 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 upbeat but mysterious. Oh, it's I like that's the way I would describe it. So, <laughs>
1: um, Oh man. It, so now, oh, never mind. Yeah. I was, I
0: do. want. Sorry. Just one last thing. I do want to get back into the Witcher series because of the, because of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so another thing I got for my birthday is I got the complete edition on the switch of Witcher three. Ah, uh, yes. Now I'm going to keep playing enter the gungeon on the switch because I've already own Witcher 1 and 2 and have never finished either one. So I'm after Hellblade I am going to play the Witcher 1 and then going to play the Witcher 2 and I'm going to force myself to finishes, finish those games. Oh, Don't know how well that's going to go. Not that I didn't enjoy them. I actually played the Witcher 1 very close to when it came out. Uh, which was very close to me going to college Mm -hmm. Um, and I was a little weirded out by some of the mechanics in the game and still am but uh, because I mean you sleep with different women in the dialogue choices and you get a playing card with their um, naked body on it and you keep that for some reason
1: Hmm.
0: and eventually in the game 3 that became Gwent so, that's questionable. Huh. But <laughs> very questionable. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh. Also, I just saw this because I'm looking at my GOG account, which is where I have all this stuff. By the way, the same people that make The Witcher is also the same people that do GOG. That's why you always see Witcher stuff on Good Old Games. But anyways, um, A Medieval. Uh, I don't. I haven't played this recently. I have it. Uh, but it's like an old-school, like, Quake, Doom, sort of first-person shooter in that style. fast pace, bunch of different weapons and that kind of thing. A lot more platforming than something like Doom. A lot more mobile. So bunny-hopping and stuff is, is, is different, definitely there. Also on Awesome Gangs Done Quick this year. First time it's been there, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the second time. Great game. Watch that one, too. Anyways, I'm
1: done. Yep. I'm done. We can talk about Monster Hunter now. Well, right. no, yeah. I just... Oh.
0: There was so much going on. I'm glad I got to talk about it. There.
1: Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, I, I can't even remember what I was going to mention, but it was it was something pretty darn funny. And then uh, it slipped my, it slipped my <laughs> mind. <laughs> the minute that you were talking about Witcher, I was like, ah, uh, yes, I know exactly Toss a coin why. to your Witcher. The, Toss a coin to Pro- CD
0: Projekt Red. I mean, Witcher. Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, there's been a huge resurgence. I don't know if I've said this before in the last episode, but yes. There has been a resurgence of The Witcher, and yes, everybody's catching the fever. So yeah, it, get it out of your system yeah. while you can, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Dude, I own so many games on good old games that I have never finished. Yeah.
1: Oh, yes, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, Um, I was going to say, I hope that you get the good that's- ending at the end of Witcher 3, because it really does depend upon what you do in Numbers 1 and 2. So, yeah. Uh I'm playing The Witcher 3 on a different system. Oh no.
0: So that won't won't be a thing. Oh
1: no. Because
0: The Witcher 3 I'm going to be playing on my Switch oh. because I want to play something on my Switch.
1: Oh, that's like playing Mass Effect 2 and then like never having touched Mass Effect 1 so then like Rex is dead and so like you cannot like unite all the Krogan's at the end of Mass Effect 3. Oh man. Oh, that was terrible. Oh.
0: I don't I don't regret it, honestly. Oh, yeah because it's a it's a it's a mode of play that's entirely and people who bought the witcher 3 don't have issues with getting good endings because they didn't play one and two they're not even on the same systems dude that is true like, yeah
1: that is true oh darn it uh, there has to be a way to be able to get the old games onto like the new consoles there has to be a way
0: I bet they do what they did in like, um, like when you played Mass Effect Three on the the Wii U. Mm. Um, they gave you a little short story of like, this
1: is what were your choices before. Oh my God, that is such a cheesy way to do it. And it's those those decisions were very hard to make, and they were also very hard to achieve. So I mean, getting the easy well, way out, lucky I people. Would th-
0: Or, because I don't know, right? And I'll know better when I get back into The Witcher 3 and maybe get an ending, or hopefully a good ending. Because I like good endings. I hope so, too. Um, I hope so, too. But um, if I were to... If I were to guess, the
1: other way to do it is just assume you did the right things in the two previous games. Mm -hmm. But then again, I guess I can't really compare Mass Effect to Witcher, because I mean... You die in the end, it's anyways. Because I mean, it's game. inconsequential what you do. I mean, you end up dying in order to be able to save the galaxy. So I mean, I, don't I suppose it's not quite relatable. I mean, what's the worst that happens to uh, Geralt in Witcher? 3? But the
0: Witcher, the Witcher isn't a decision tree kind of game in that aspect. Yeah, exactly. Sure, some things matter. I think of some way in of relationships, but I don't think it's.
1: It's not. Um, it's not like the to... the big you know, underlying, you know, where are you right now in this game kind of thing, like, based upon the choices that you made before.
0: Right. Yeah, I don't... So, I don't I don't see that being an issue. No,
1: yeah. Anybody who's playing Witcher, just go ahead and play Witcher 3 if you want, you know, because I heard that Witchers 1 and 2 were very long. Um... Am I right in, uh, like, uh, I was just told that. Am I right to assume that it did take uh, people a little bit longer to play that game? That it's not as uh, fast-paced as Witcher 3? Um,
0: I don't know, because I've never finished it.
1: (laughs) Well, we'll we'll find out. Uh, We'll find out, I guess.
0: I don't remember... I I kind of remember... So I attempted a couple months ago to play Witcher 1 again. Mm -hmm. um, Just out of... Just out of... I don't know... Curiosity. I remember feeling very slow at the beginning. However, I remember being a lot further uh, previously. Mm -hmm. So... I don't know. Um, Could be. Like, I just... Yeah, I really don't, I don't know until I get into it.
1: So I'll try. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really hope that you enjoy it because yeah, I've heard that uh, Witcher's one and two are a bit slower, but they're still really really good. So yeah, can't wait to hear about what what your experience is with Witcher one and two because God knows uh, I well I'm have not going
0: to get into those until uh, Hellblades finished, and I don't know. Hellblade can be a slow process because of how stressful it is. So mm-hmm. we will see. But um, so, do you have anything else to say, or do you, or
1: uh, do you think we're good? Well, I am probably going to be playing a uh, another game. It's called Prey. I bought it with um. Yeah, okay. I bought it with uh, I think it was Evolve, and it was twenty bucks as well. It looks like it's going to be a really good game. It looks kind of like a. Um, I wouldn't say a psychological horror thriller, but it kind of has like um, uh, sort of like Left for Dead and like um, um, what is the, what is the name of the game? Bioshock. It's kind of got like Bioshock elements to it, where you kind of have like superpowers and stuff like that, and you're kind of you kind of have lost your memory and stuff like that, and you're you're roaming around like some sort of like a laboratory base where. You're like the only survivor, and you have to try and figure a way to get out. Um, looks like it's going to be pretty cool, really fun. I'll tell you guys more about it once I start to get really get into the game. Hmm. Okay, I
0: I've, I'm aware of Prey um, because anytime Bethesda or Id or anyone like that has an announcement, I'm like Doom, Doom, like a little yeah. bird, Doom, <laughs> and then and then uh, and then Prey. What happened that year? And I was like, oh. Oh,
1: not <laughs> Doom. Oh. Next not year? Doom? doom? Oh, mm-hmm. not
0: Doom. Doom?
1: Doom. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Doom Eternal is coming. Uh,
0: I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, well, um,. Uh, I think that uh, does does it for tonight. Longer episode, but I really wanted to talk about some of that stuff. Sorry, I got kind of a one-sided excitable rant there on what I've been playing, but hey, I'm sorry. I dig
1: these longer <laughs> episodes. These are my bread and butter. I love them.
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you guys for listening tonight. Uh, this is Fortwan. You can catch me at Hunter's Hub Pod on Twitter. Um, you'll probably you'll see ecologies keep cranking out uh the next one is a surprise and it's actually not going to be a monday i'm actually taking a week off this week because uh my birthday festivities and other things going on um but also um it's going to take a longer time to do this one because believe it or not the less information i have the longer it takes instead of the shorter so this is a very not well-known D monster for specifically for a friend of mine who asked for it and uh i'm excited to do it and you'll see it when it comes out also uh fun fact it's the first monster i ever put against players in my whole dming career which by the way i started D D as a dm so
1: oh that's so cool
0: that's a thing uh, so yeah, a little Easter egg from, from my own DM table. Uh, so anyways, uh, I will catch you guys on the next quest. And on that quest, where will you be, Morg?
1: Well, uh, I'm probably going to be on Twitter for the most part, but you can also catch me on uh, Iceborne or in GU, depending upon which games you play. Um, if you're interested in playing with me, uh, feel free to give me a DM because, yeah, um, always looking to help everybody. That's, uh... That's the name of the game. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. You can find me at Morgan Hey Three. So yep, yep. All right, that's a thing. That came out a little awkward. It's a thing. We're gonna roll with no, it, it. It's
0: man. a thing. It's cool. Yeah, it's a thing. We can do. It.
1: Yep. It's, yep. All right. <laughs>